British Open Eve. We have been crunching the numbers and we have determined the winner. So you can make your bets right now, folks. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart, Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for joining me again today. I appreciate it very much. Boy, this has been a long day. I've been crunching some numbers today and it's been really fascinating. I I must admit that... uh, I kind of got caught up in all the numbers of things and kind of lost a number of hours and then um, had to scream out of here because I forgot that I had a haircut scheduled and then came running back to finish this up and put it together. But yeah, really, really cool stuff. I've been through a lot of the historical data and then went to some of the more um, recent data and tried to put together something that works, obviously... Um, every single major is a little bit different and Royal Port Rush, we really don't have any information on, uh, no modern players ever really played there or won there. Or... So that was kind of interesting. So trying to figure out what kind of, you know, what kind of grass is on the greens and how narrow the fairways are and all that kind of stuff. So we could get in and start wait, waiting the data properly to try to come up with something that was reasonable and then create some kind of a formula where you can plug in all this data in and then watch it spit out the other side and see what comes up. So we'll take a look at that really quick. But some of the historical stuff I wanted to look at, uh, as as many of you know, I love this idea of a consistency number, and um, which is essentially how many um, how many cuts you've made divided by the number of events you've entered. So I wanted to take a quick look at the history of the British Open. And who has played well there? Um, I really didn't look at anybody who had played less than five times at the uh, British Open in order to get kind of a good uh, feeling there. So guys like, uh, a, a, you know, Tony Finau didn't quite make the uh, cut, but he's, uh, you know, 100%. He's played there three times and he's made all three cuts, but just didn't seem, you know, it's only three times, right? But he's, you know, trending well. Anyway, so we're going to look at, just really quickly, we're going to look kind of at the ones that jumped out at me, those that have played well at the British Open, and where they finished on average, which I think is important, especially for those um, on the PGA Tour who have to, you know, cross the pond and play in very different conditions than they're used to here in the United States. It kind of, um, based on some of the stuff and trends and things that we're looking at, it takes some time to learn to play Lynx golf and learn to play over there in the UK. Um, so that's definitely something that I use to wait to change the the formula to try to figure out somebody who's won over there. I, I waited how many times they've played there and waited how well they finished over the years over there to see if they're trending. But I only looked back five years. So there's some folks that really have played over the course of their career quite poorly but have trended well more recently. So I wanted to make sure that we weren't punishing them for their bad early play because it does take some time to figure out Lynx golf. So um, anyway, so that all went into it. And I'll kind of review sort of the formula before I spit it all out, at least the different parts. I've, I probably won't get into how I weighted them. Maybe I will. We'll see. 
I don't want to go too long here. So anyway, so let's take a look at this thing. First off, um, this, this huge, this huge sheet I've got here. Oh man, really, really cool stuff. So, um, just really quickly. So Jordan Spieth has played in six British Opens. He's made the cut six times. His average finish is 20th. Um, Tony Finau, as I mentioned, has played three and made three cuts. His average finish was 18. So better than Jordan Spieth's, which I thought was very interesting because Jordan Spieth on here is the highest rated player based on finish. Um, that has played, you know, the, at least the five times that I was using to qualify. So Jordan Spieth is at the top of this list for cuts made and also his finish, um, averaging 20, 21st spot somewhere in there. I'm rounding up. So, but, uh, Tony Finau is averaging 18th in his three times. So next second place, Tiger Woods has played in 20 British Opens and has made the cut 18 times, so that's a 90% consistency rating. And his average finish is 26 times, I mean 26th place, and he has made a top 10 10 times. Okay, Ernie Els has made the top 10 13 times, and Sergio Gar Garcia has made the top 10 10 times. Those are the only three players on this list that have made the top 10 in double digits. Tiger Woods, Ernie Els, and Sergio Garcia. Pretty interesting there. So, so Tiger Woods is up there. Next, Rory McIlroy. He's played in 10 of them. He's made nine cuts. That's a 90% rating. And he finishes 29th, typically. Ricky Fowler is next right after him. I, I had, I, Ricky just didn't seem to play very well over there, or so I thought. Anyway, he's been in nine. He's made eight cuts, 89%. And he averages 31th, 31st place, 31th place, 31st place. Uh, awesome. Jason Day and, um, Jason Day has made all eight of his cuts, 100%. He has had one top 10 and he averages right around 31, 31st, as does Ernie Els. Ernie Els has played in 27 of these, which is the same number as Darren Clark. Darren Clark, who is also playing this year, is has played in 27 of these. And um, Ernie Els has made 22 cuts. Darren Clark has made 19. Um, he's kind of the uh, hometown favorite, right? Graham McDowell, Darren Clark, and obviously um, Rick, Rory McIlroy, the hometown favorites there. But uh, So let's see. Ernie Els, 81%. He has had 13 top 10s, as I mentioned. He averages 31st place. Henrik Stenson. 86% consistency rating. He's played in 14 of these. His average finish spot is 35th place. And then Sergio Garcia, 22 of them. He's made 17 cuts. That's 77%. And he's had, let's see, 10 top 10s and 30, he fin averages 36th place. I think I mentioned Dustin Johnson. This was a little surprising here. He's been in 10 of these, which I thought he'd been in more, but 10. He's made eight cuts. That's an 80% consistency rating. And he has had three top 10s, and he finishes around 38th place on average. Adam Scott, also 38th place on average. He's been in 19 of these and made 15 cuts. That's 79%. Zach Johnson has played in 15 of these. He's made 12 cuts. That's 80%. And 
He's been in three top tens. A couple of those we remember very well, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's see. He won it, but see, 2015 was the last time he won this thing. Uh, anyway, to round this out, you've got, and I found this is just to be sort of interesting. You've got, um, after Zach Johnson, you've got Webb Simpson, Simpson in 30th place. He averages 30, he averages 44th place. Keegan Bradley averages 44th place. Gary Woodland averages 44th place. And Brooks Kepka averages 44th place. And he's played in five of these. Phil Mickelson has played in 25 of these British Opens. I mean, 20 cuts for 80%, but he averages 46th place. And Hideki Matsuyama's right after him. So pretty fascinating stuff. You've got others that, you know, like the defending champion, Francesco Molinari, he's played in 11 of these and he's only made seven cuts. Obviously, he's trending better now. That's 64%. He's had two top tens. One was a win last year, um, but he averages 50th place. So interesting stuff there. Really, let's see, somebody, let's see. Oh, yeah, this was interesting. Matt Kuchar, he's played in 14 of these. He's made eight cuts. That's a 57%. That's a lose your card percent rating. And he's been in three top tens. We remember the battle he had with uh, Jordan Spieth most recently. And he averages 59th place. Louis Eustazen, obviously a winner, averages 62nd place. He only makes half his cuts. Bubba Watson only makes half his cuts and averages 65th place. And then Tommy Fleetwood, right? He's one of those that's considered to be a favorite this year. He's played in five of these, only made two cuts, and he averages 68th place. But again, we didn't know much about Tommy Fleetwood five years ago, and he's kind of trending in the right direction. And then the last one, lovely Billy Horschel made the list. He's playing this. He's played in five of these and he's only made one cut. That's 20%. Lose your card for sure. He has been cut four out of, yeah, four out of the five times. And the one time he wasn't cut, he finished tied for 30th. And so he averages 86th place. So interesting stuff there. I was surprised by a few of these names. Ricky Fallard plays lots better um, across the palm than I thought he did. I just figured, I thought he was just a USA guy and that was that, but, um, he's right up there. But right now, if, if Tony Finau had five, Tony Finau kind of leads everybody. Um, well, Xander Shoffley's played in two and made two cuts and his average finish is 11th. So I guess he leaves, ev leads everybody, but he's only played in two of them. So good, fascinating stuff there. Okay, now on to the predictions because, I mean, this sucker starts in like, what, a few hours? Less, like, less than 12, right? So, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let me run through this. So, what I did is I went out first, of the, first off and I took um, the odds from the brilliant statisticians known as the odds makers. Uh, across, but I took the one from across the pond. I did not go with Vegas. Vegas is great for American sports, but I believe over there they've got it figured out much better. So I took the odds from across the pond and I brought them in and I actually did use the odds to weight this a little bit. And obviously, um, Rory McElroy's the favorite at an eight to one, um, odd. He, his odds of victory are eight to one, right? So he leads it. Dustin Johnson, 
is 10 to 1. Brooks Kepka is, I thought he was like 9 to 1. Was it Brooks Kepka in second? I thought he was. Oh, no, he's 10 to 1, same as Dustin Johnson. So those are sort of your three leaders. Brooke, you've got uh, Roy McElroy, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. They're all, well, 8 to 1 for Rory and 10 to 1. And then everybody kind of shakes out of there. You've got Justin Rose at 20 to 1. You've got Jordan Spieth at 40 to 1. Uh, you've got Ian Poulter at 80 to 1. Sergio Garcia at 80 to 1. Gary Woodland at 60 to 1. Justin Thomas, 25 to 1. Anyway, a Tony Finau, 80 to 1. I don't know. Anyway, so that's how the odds sort of shook out. And then I actually went back and gave points based on if they, the number of top tens they'd had in the last five years. Cause players that win the British Open tend to be trending well over there on that type of course when they win. Another interesting stat I thought of is if you're not, if you're not within the top 10 after that first day, you don't have much of a prayer. I mean, this is one of those tournaments where you don't come flying from behind and, and catch everybody. It's just not that kind of a tournament. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for. After tomorrow, we will know pretty much from the group who's going to come out and get that done. Um, but it's, yeah, it was, it was unbelievably high, the number of people that had won the tournament where they had to be within the top 10 to get it done. So, okay, so we took the odds and we took where they finished in the British Open the last five years and gave points based on how many times they finished in the top 10. Then we went to strokes game putting and looked at that. I didn't weigh it as, I didn't weigh it as high as I did with, um, Pebble Beach. Um, but, because typically at the British Open, the greens are a little slower, um, easier to putt on. So I just, I pulled the weighting back on that a little bit uh, based on that was my thinking behind it. Uh, driving accuracy is going to be a huge deal in Royal Port Rush. Everybody you read from Darren Clark, everybody who's a local over there talks about how typically, Adam Scott mentioned it, that typically at a um, when you're playing a Lynx course, you've got wide open spaces and you just have to be careful of the hidden pot bunkers around. But Royal Port Rush isn't like that. They actually don't have a whole lot of sand, but it's quite tight and it's very punitive if you miss the fairway. So um, definitely um, driving accuracy seemed to be important. So weighted that a little bit higher um, than, than done in the past. Uh, greens and regulation kept it exactly the same weighting as I've done for all the majors. So it didn't change there at all. The rough I've heard is pretty, is pretty awful. So I actually pushed that up to around the same level as U.S. Open rough. But typically at a, at a, a, a British Open, you wouldn't put the, at least I wouldn't put the rush up to the, the, um, excuse me, the rough up, um, make it more difficult, increase the, um, the importance of that particular stat. But in this case, I did. And then I just, I took all those together. I, I ran the numbers and created averages based on points allotted to them from the odds to their finishes to strokes game putting to driving accuracy and getting a rough, um, saves out of the rough and around the green up, uh, scrambling percentages. I left sand out because there's not a lot of sand there. So that's what I did. That's what I used to put this all together and come up with the numbers. So ladies and gentlemen, your winner, 
for the 2019 British Open, I'd like to announce with, with actually kind of a further, um, one by a little bit further than I thought he would when I put all these together because he didn't really shine really anywhere too much. But when you put it all together, he's just a really super complete player. Justin Rose, ladies and gentlemen, a 20 to one shot to win it. But that's where all your money should go. Based on all the data points, Justin Rose is your winner. So there you go. Now I know there's some snickering out there because Justin Rose was also supposed to make, also supposed to win the Masters this year based on the numbers. But he took a lot of time off and and prepared for the Masters differently this year than he had any other year, and he didn't even make the cut. So I hope this year, and he did mention afterwards he was going to go back to the old way, so I assume that he's back to the old way. But even based on the... I took into consideration his scores at, at, at Augusta. So all that is with all of that still taken into consideration, Justin Rose is the clear favorite at the British Open... Now, here's where it gets a little interesting. Jordan Spieth comes in as um, the second, in second place. Which, again, shocking, but based on the numbers and what he's doing, really his putting numbers have come up so far that it really helped him out. Um, so, yeah, his putting numbers have come up. Justin Rose's putting numbers really helped him out as well. But Rory McIlroy, horrible putting numbers, but so good everywhere else, sits there at third You've got Dustin Johnson in fourth, Ricky Fowler in fifth, Xander Shoffley in sixth, Matt Kuchar in seventh, Adam Scott in eighth, Patrick Cantley in ninth, and Bryson DeChambeau in tenth, John Rahm eleventh, Jason Day twelfth, Tommy Fleetwood thirteenth, Brooks Kepka fourteenth. Again, Brooks Kepka doesn't play, doesn't really care. Um, during the regular season. So he's a, he's an outlier. I, I wouldn't definitely keep him out of the top 10, probably not even out of the top five. The guy only practices for majors and this is a major. So we'll probably see him do better than this spot. We've got him here. I've got this, this makes me sick, but I've got Ian Poulter next in front of Tiger Woods, which is gross. I, I like to see Ian Poulter on the bottom of every list. So, but there he is. That the data is the data. Mark Leishman, uh, Louis Ustazen, Francisco Molinari, Patrick Reed, Hendrick Stenson, Tony Finau. Which I guess the eighty to one odds look pretty good now, because there he is. Hideki Matsuyama, Sergio Garcia, Shane Lowry, Matt Wallace, Paul Casey, Gary Woodland. Sadly, down there at the bottom and dead last, D Justin Thomas, and uh, his putting is atrocious this year compared to everybody else. And that dragged him down big time. So anyway, so there you have it. Justin Rose, your 2019 British Open champion. It will be a very popular win over there. I'm very excited for him to have his name engraven on the uh, Claret Jug. I was thinking about it the other day, that if, if I won the British Open, I would tell them not to engrave my name on the trophy. Right? I mean, what's more unique than that? If you win, they engrave your name on the trophy. But if you win and tell them not to put your name on your on the trophy, who's more unique? You would be the most unique British Open champion ever. Or the champion golfer of the, yeah, whatever it is. Right? So there you have it. Congratulations to Justin Rose. Really good tournament by Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy, and Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, and the gang. But Justin Rose gets it done. 
Ah, oh, so excited to see how it goes tomorrow. Hope you are too. Um, obviously, we'll talk about the British Open a lot the next few days and looking forward to it. So until next time, Aaron Stewart from Data Access Golf, the podcast saying better golf, better data always means better golf. And I hope this time I can prove it. Until then, till I see you next time. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.